0: Making art. Isn't it funny how hard it is to start making money making art? But you're not alone in the unknown of making money making art. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Making Money Making Art, the podcast where we host transparent conversations with artists about money and dive deep on all aspects of creativity. I'm your host, Kate. And today I actually have a beer, a Shiner Light Blonde, uh, 99 calories, I'm just reading from it now, it's light done right, uh, which I can attest to, it's pretty good. I am not usually a beer fan, but I am trying to expand my horizons and find one that I do appreciate. So today's actually going to be a solo episode, episode number 10, um, as you might have realize there have been a few more weeks between episodes, and that's because we are coming to a close on the unofficial season one. Um, I set a goal for myself with this podcast to to just try 10 episodes, see how I liked it, and and move on from there. And I have liked it, so much. It has been such a pleasure to get to talk with artists about their own creative journeys and, you know, just kind of spitball back and forth about things. I've enjoyed getting to pick people's brains and find out what makes them tick and just kind of, you know, ruminate together over both the amazing things and the harder things about being an artist. So I can't wait to do this again for a new season, a more regular season that will be, uh, premiering, I guess, in a couple of months. There might be a little bit more of a hiatus. I will pop back in occasionally to let y'all know, but we are going to have a bit of a format change that I am really excited about. So as I always uh, talk about what I'm drinking and our pretend cafe where it's just artists gathered around a table, chit chatting about life and all of the artistic things. We are of course going to talk about money and it'll probably be more like a 30 minute interview and then some some fun games with my guests that I'm really excited about. <laughs> I'm also pumped to have a, a little segment of the show where my guest and I take a listener's question or a listener's problem and kind of spitball back and forth about what we would do and how we think the person should proceed. sort of like a an ask Allie or an ask Abby. Uh, this time it's going to be an ask Kate and guest ask artists. Yes. (laughs) Ask the artist. That's what it'll be. (laughs) It'll be a little advice segment. Um, you know, from people who are either in the midst of it themselves or have experience with artist friends who are going through it too. So I think it'll be really fun and I'm excited for my very silly games and to force them on other people. (laughs) But today's episode is going to be kind of breaking down my experience writing on Medium. For those of you who don't know, Medium is basically where anyone can post anything. Uh, (laughs) It sounds very broad and in some ways it is. Lots of people post you know, personal essays, informative essays. Um, It allows for longer form thought, but also a common hub and some discoverability that people's own websites don't provide. Uh, Lots of people will link to the Medium article they wrote from Twitter, rather than making an endlessly long Twitter thread. So that is uh, Medium in a nutshell, but what I want to discuss is the kind of history of the personal essay, which is what I write on Medium, Though I think I'd like to dabble in some informative essays, potentially in the future. And also, of course, how much money I have made from my four essays that I have published. I want to chat about the Medium Partner Program and the sort of potentials that you can make, um, some stats that Medium has shared, as well as... You know just like with anything any platform they're going to change the rules occasionally so you know some potential downfalls but i'm hoping that soon i will complete what i believe author jc carpenter is completing which is a kind of 30 day medium challenge with anything you know the more you practice the more you get better at it and you never know which essay of yours which article which whatever will really take off um and then you'd have a backlog that people can return to or start going through if they really connected with you. So lots of cool things to think about when you're mulling over taking a challenge like this. But I do wanna discuss um, a very, very brief history of the personal essay um, pulled from The Art of the Personal Essay by Philip LePate, an anthology from the classical era to the present. Talks about how the first personal essay was published in the 16th century. That's really when it came about. And in 2016, 17 Lorraine Barry on LitHub posted about uh, Virginia Woolf's belief almost a century ago about there being too many personal essays out there. She was complaining that at the time the essays failed in the cardinal virtue of sincerity and Lorraine Barry makes the point about how it was a sort of recent surge in 2017 Uh, spearheaded by Gia Tolentino, this kind of thought about the personal essay boom being over. I think it also is interesting that it sort of coincides with the decrease in blogs and the increase in other forms of media. I'm just speculating here. (laughs) But what I find interesting is that I think maybe with the rise of the pandemic and a lot more people turning sort of inwardly, um, you know, I don't want to say the rise of loneliness, but I think the personal essay is kind of having a resurgence again, and this level of honesty uh, that Virginia Woolf had thought lacking a hundred years ago it is back. Um, I will link all of these essays, articles, and opinion pieces in the show notes because I think they're all very fascinating and I quickly skimmed over them but all of that is just to say that the history of the personal essay is long and varied and I'm sure in another 50, 100 years we may have some new thoughts about it too. From there I'd like to move over into my personal stats sharing the money part of making money making art. (laughs) Now I have a total of four stories posted, but one of those stories I posted before I joined the Medium Partner Program. So it does not really make me money. And though I posted it before 2020, uh, when I opted into the program uh, on January 1st, of 2020 is really where I can see the beginning of my stats. So I published Return to Cinder on January 3rd of 2020 after just opting into the program. The story has a total of 5.4 thousand lifetime views. And a large chunk of my reads are external views, mostly because I will have linked them on my website or talked about that one in particular on YouTube. So 81% were external views. And in that month, it made me $1.86. Now, the fun part about this is that I can see my lifetime earnings from the essay as well. And it is a whopping, prepare yourselves, (laughs) $3.40. Before we move further, Medium Pays, based off of a few things, one of them is not just internal views, but people who are part of the Medium program, so they pay into it, um, so that basically you can read all of the stories that are locked behind a little paywall, Uh, much like the New York Times or anything else, you get a certain number for free each month, and then after that, you are not allowed to see it, there'll be a little pop-up that's like, please join. So... There's money from that, money based off of read time, the number of claps, there's a little, you know, as with anything, an algorithm to it all. Now on June 19th of 2020, I posted, it took an eight month solo road trip to convince me to floss. <laughs> and I have 1.6 thousand lifetime views on that story, but my earnings for it were $8.23. And on January 11th, 2021, I posted an ode to my reverse mustache. <laughs> which has the highest average reading time for me at 2 minutes and 34 seconds, though the lowest number of views at 628, though the internal views to external views is higher. I have 55% internal views and my lifetime earnings are $5.72. So it's really fun for me. (laughs) To look at my bank report and see, you know, 60 cents every other month hop in. And now something you'll probably have noticed is that once I entered into the program, I published something January 2020. June 2020, and then January 2021. And I've not published anything since, though it has been a sort of recurring goal in the background of something that I want to do, but novels and short stories have sort of taken precedence. And while my own numbers are are in the the small dollar range, (laughs) the sub $100 range, it is worth noting that, of course, I have an external audience that I can send to if I let them know, or perhaps more traffic that would be on my website where I do have my Medium account linked. But regularity is so incredibly important, not just for algorithmic purposes, but because Medium is something that people will kind of drop into, as I mentioned earlier about, you know, just posting up on Medium instead of a Twitter thread. People who read there regularly don't necessarily know uh, to expect something else from you unless you're posting on a consistent basis. There is a medium writer with 14.5 thousand followers, Casey Botticello, who corralled some medium data. And I want to share this just so you can see the potential of what you can earn, but also the maybe more realistic look at things. I think it follows a very similar trend as many other creative fields. So as of September 2020, the highest amount earned for a single story was $16,685.50, which is, you know, sounds absurd, frankly, (laughs) but very impressive. And the highest amount earned by a single author was $49,705.40. However, where it gets interesting is the percentage of active writers who earned over $100 was 6.4%. So it's... You know, important on how you would classify active writers. I don't believe that my every six months and not having posted for over a year would count as an active writer, even though I'm still, you know, getting these little chunks of payments. You know, five cents, ten cents, I'll take it. Uh, And for comparison, this is a big jump up from January of 2019, where where just over four thousand was the highest amount earned for a single story and. 8,000 was the highest amount earned by a single author, though the percentage of active writers who earned over 100 used to be 8.1%. Obviously, these stats are a little bit out of date, but I think it is very interesting to see how it's exploded and what the potential earnings are, right? Though upon researching for this podcast episode, I did stumble upon something by Frances Jane Kowalski titled, We All Need 100 Followers. It was a very quick two-minute read, explaining that Medium had set up a new rule that you must have 100 followers to be able to monetize your content. This is something that we've seen a lot. Um, If you're familiar with YouTube, they have a similar 1,000 subscriber threshold often. As of this recording, at least, no doubt that will change potentially in the future. They also have a minimum number of hours watched, I believe. So it's kind of following similar trends from another company where anyone can post anything, it's just visual format versus by lines, though Medium has integrated in a listen feature, which I think is really cool and much appreciated. And I did browse YouTube real quick because what I found is that uh, a lot of people will also make videos posting about Medium where they share how much money they made over the course of the year, how much they made from a particular article, several of the 30-day Medium experiments and various challenges. And it's interesting for me as someone who's part of AuthorTube, an unofficial community, um, that medium writers aren't often included in that section, though I find that so many people um, are also posting videos about medium. So it's another way potentially for you to make money off of your writing That is not actually the writing itself, is sharing your stats. So, okay, I threw a lot of information and a lot of numbers at you. (laughs) When I'm thinking of doing a 30 day medium writing challenge, what I would like to do is come up with several ideas in advance. I'm actually thinking of doing this for July's Camp Nano, or perhaps July will be my month of drafting them and then posting them in August, just to see if I can play around with that algorithm after all if I start posting each day. What I love about the personal essay is just, you know, things that you note, random thoughts, and then kind of extrapolating from there. And they don't have to be anything special. Uh, For example, my favorite one that I did was literally my ode to my reverse mustache, talking about that weird section above my lip, but below my nose, uh, where it's completely white. Everywhere else on my face will get bright red when I exercise, but that little section just maintains its pale paleness. (laughs) And so it looks like I have a reverse mustache and it makes me giggle. And that was basically what it was about. It is only a little embarrassing, but it was cathartic to uh, share it and a picture. (laughs) But personal essays can also be big things like working through trauma or losing someone. You know, there's there's so much variety that the personal essay allows and I think that's why I enjoy it so much. So I'm hoping that by declaring my intentions on this podcast, I will follow through and make July be my personal essay month. It'll be really fun to have a more concrete deadline. I also think that these kind of experiments of posting very regularly can help. Deadlines are an incredibly powerful tool and frankly, something that I need to utilize more. But that is going to be it for this episode. If you'd like to support this podcast or recommend an artist for me to interview, you can find us at kofi.com. That is ko-fi.com slash making money, making art. And I will be sure to hop back in the meantime to share how you can potentially submit your uh, artist struggle or artist problem so that me and a future artist can help kind of workshop it together with you. <laughs> as always, you can find me as Kate Kavanaugh writes on YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram. And my website is read. WriteRome.blog. The music for Making Money Making Art was created by the amazingly skilled and talented Megavidal, and I will see you all very soon. Happy creating! Making Money Making Art. Isn't it funny how hard it is to start making money making art?